Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In those months when I was pregnant, all around the same time, so we have in tandem the conversation of, he won't be given security, he's not gonna be given a title, and also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. So I wanna thank you both, and I wanna thank the, the, the uh, former general, I keep calling him general, but my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there, what about the behavior of Harry and Meghan, who are spray-gunning his family on global television? You constantly, you constantly use your platform as a wealthy, white, privileged man with power and influence. Oh, what a load of nonsense, honestly. What a load of race-baiting nonsense. And the misogynist what attacks of Meghan Markle. Piers Morgan, come back. Come back. I'm sorry. It was a misunderstanding last go-round. We thought you were just an effete, jerky twit. Now you're my hero, Piers. Come back. That is Piers Morgan facing off with Dr. Shuda Moosh Moss. I'll give that another shot. Uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Shuda Moss Shagbamimu in, uh, on, I would assume, is Sky News in England over the Meghan Markle, um, Harry, Prince Harry knifing of the royal family in a very, very explosive interview. I've got to say, with Oprah Winfrey, I've got to say that I've watched a bunch, maybe, I don't, I've watched probably 25 minutes of the interview, mm-hmm. and a lot of it was not great. A lot of oh, it yeah. was very mundane. Some was, some of it was mildly interesting. But, mm-hmm. you know, they were really there to say, Harry and uh, Megan were there to say really just a couple of things. Mm-hmm. One is that the royal family is racist and they're victims. Or those are two different things, I guess. The royal family is racist and they're victims. Mm-hmm. And then Oprah asked some ancillary questions about the paparazzi being mean to her dad and, and this and that. But it, let me tell you uh, something else. What do you and Meghan Markle have? No, no. What do you and Prince Harry have in common? 
Um, I don't know. You both married badly. <laughs> I wouldn't say that that's now, true, honey. I would say that um, she is the person that he is now. Mm-hmm. With her around, and a couple of times she inter- interrupted and took the ball from him during this interview. Uh, he has been co-opted by this person. I'm sure he's obsessed with her and loves loves her, but he is a man who um, who has been abducted. <laughs> well, yeah, I used to kind of like Prince Harry when he was like in Afghanistan and all that stuff. Like, and he was kind of like the rowdy troublemaker brother. Didn't he get in trouble for a Halloween costume one time? Yes, too? he dresses Speaking a Nazi. Of the royal family being racist. He dresses um, a Nazi during the Halloween uh, during one Halloween. Mm-hmm. He also repeatedly was in like boys will be boys trouble. Yeah, He'd be like drunk in soccer trouble. And he, uh, although he he was in Afghanistan, he wanted to be on the ground in the action, and mm-hmm. he kept wanting to go back, as far as I remember, as well. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. But uh, in recent years, you know, time wounds all heals, <laughs> as a great man once said, Alice. And uh, actually, I think it was wasn't that John Lennon who said that. I'm not sure. Who also uh, changed uh, abruptly upon a second matrimony, mm. and. Um, and so this is where we're, what we're left with now. So, in, in, explosive bombshell interview stuff. It, it's hard to for me to empathize. I, I think that she is a. I don't believe her. I believe she's manipulating this poor lad. I believe she's manipulating the truth. I think that she never intended to because I know her so well and I'm in those. I run in those circles. <laughs> I believe that she never intended to be hanging out doing the uh, the early lady die stuff in England. She didn't want to be Kate Middleton. She wanted both of all, the best of all worlds. She wanted the total trappings of being a princess or whatever mm-hmm. she gets to be. She's the and, of Sussex. But a total American freedom and, and mm-hmm. the ability to overindulge in all sorts of vanity projects and this and that. And so this is her attempt to have it both ways. Right. I mean, so, and she says in the interview, I didn't watch the entire thing either, but I watched a good chunk of the beginning in which she says that she had absolutely no idea what the job was of being a working royal, that it was a completely different reality and what her perception was. And Oprah's like, but didn't you like Google before you like, married? Did you not heard of uh, <laughs> Diana Spencer? Did you Have not? You not heard of her? <laughs> well, she actually said then, she said, you know, my mom asked me a couple months ago if Diana ever did any TV interviews. And now I can answer that because I know. But, you know, I wouldn't have known that either. I just had no idea that Diana ever did TV yeah. interviews or was anything. Uh, the story <laughs> of Diana is that the job tears you apart and you become... You live in a fish tank, in the, uh, surrounded by millions of voyeurs, some of whom ride at high speeds on their motorcycles after you every moment of the day. That's the story of Diana. For her not to have known that that's an element of this new life. When that's her husband's mother. Yes. This isn't like some far removed story or a yes. story that didn't get a lot of media attention or any of these factors and you know she's like this wasn't part of my life i had no idea about royals i had no idea what it was like she just it's absolutely not credible that she would not have found out something about that before marrying prince harry like she said she never googled him because he told her everything she needed to know about his family and his life so why would she ever google him 
Uh, I would say that maybe you'd want to Google, learn a little bit more about it, because one generation ago, another woman from outside the family married into the family and, uh, you know, wrapped her um, Mercedes around a guardrail in uh, Paris. And maybe the steps leading up to that might be a cautionary tale for you if you're going to follow in her footsteps. I mean, yeah, that's that's the thing. And and I think that she probably did know all that stuff. Certainly, of course she did. She's certainly lying. she uh, paid plenty of homage to Diana in lots of her like outfits and style choices mm-hmm. and other things that she did. She was not unaware of Diana as a person. Clearly, we know this. And you know, it, does she think she's alive? Maybe Meghan Markle is not as dumb as the person she's pretending to be in this. Oprah no, interview. she's not dumb at all. She's not dumb at all. And she knew <laughs> and- how she knew how to bring the goods when she. Sat down with Oprah Winfrey. In those months when I was pregnant, all around this same time, so we have in tandem the conversation of he won't be given security, he's not going to be given a title. Little Archie we're talking about. And also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. That's the money shot. Mm -hmm. No better time than 2021 to throw that one out there. That clears the table. And this should be make this should be the Kaepernickization of uh, the Margle uh, the Markle couple, just by mm-hmm. st- wrapping themselves in this. What? And uh, thanks, Oprah. You're helping. <laughs> we get it. Yeah, there there was concerns and conversations about how his skin might look. Like, I don't understand. You won't have the uh, you, you know the much lauded. In lusted after, pasty, Windsor, <laughs> you know, precancerous uh, skin, maybe that everybody always wants to have. I when I look at Prince Harry and I see his complexion, I think, you know what? That is one lucky guy. That is exactly what everybody wants to, to have. You know, I, I, most young models they go for is the pastier, the the better. You look like he looks like a. Um, a um, what do they call those uh, those guys who step out of UFOs? What do they call them? Like on late night shows, the guys with the big orb heads. Ooh, a gray. He looks like a gray. Mm-hmm. Is what it looks like. Um, <laughs> and he does not look. So so uh, we're afraid that's not going to happen with you. She is far more attractive than any living Windsor, any anybody in the line of Windsors from back to Henry the Eighth. Kate Middleton's they attractive, go? too. Well, right, but she married into the family. She's only I going know, to... Look but- what she married. <laughs> the guy who was very handsome for about 11 seconds. Right. I the- think I think it, it appeared... I didn't do a really close examination, but it appeared that Harry might be starting to bald, too, in yes. those shots. Those guys start out uh, you know, they at the equator really and go south quickly. <laughs> yeah. They are not handsome. Okay, they Their mom was attractive, but, you know, sometimes the, uh, the crappy gene takes over. And the Sachs-Colberg... Uh, genes were too strong to to fight the Diana genes. Yes, yeah. Who who is having that conversation with you? What? Uh, no, Megan. She asked, "Who's having the conversation <laughs> with you?" You can speak now. If you can come come up with something, now would be the time to present it to us. So, um. 
There is a conversation. Hold up. Hold up. There's several right conver- now. There are several conversations. There's a about conversation. It. it was a lot of people I can't come up with right now. Who so Harry saying. does clarify that it's not Philip or the Queen. Supposedly. He spares them. Supposedly. With you, with Harry, about how dark your baby is going to be? Potentially, and what that would mean or look like. Ooh. to be honest with you until like so before this but until we're very concerned that there may be an attractive offspring in this family (laughs) so but also like Meghan Markle is not the darkest skinned black person ever I to be honest didn't even like realize that she was black until like the time of the royal wedding basically like i knew that they'd been dating Mm. and she was like this tv actress but first of all i literally had never heard of her until uh because i didn't watch suits on whatever yeah we watched it when it was called mad men and we were (laughs) fine with it um and then so i didn't i hadn't heard of her until she was dating harry and then i didn't realize she was black until they had the royal wedding, and so that was like a thing about it was that he was marrying a black American mm. divorcee. So that was like a whole drama. Who was she married thing. to? Um, I don't even I don't know, but I know that that was like that some people like there was some person in England who got in trouble, some either like a pundit or a politician or mm. something for complaining that you know the the royals were marrying black Americans. <gasps> it was scandalous. I would so, see how they'd worry about them marrying Americans. There's no doubt. Well, that's primarily what the problem with her is, is that her attitude is way too American for the royal family. Well, she's a Kardashian. And like, yeah. And, you know, and she and Harry expected that they were going to continue to get to live off the British taxpayer uh, indefinitely while not doing any of the stuff that the British expect their royal family to do ceremonially for them. You know, that's it's a deal that you enter into with the British people by being born into or marrying into that family. That's how it works. Otherwise, you go out and get a job like a normal person. Right. right? You marry into the family, you get to play house and wear elegant things and be in elegant ceremonies mm-hmm. and read elegant words that other people write and eat elegant food. And that is the deal. And you have those, the day schedule is set out for you and that is what you do. And really, it's probably... It, well, it depends. If you're married to if you're like married to Prince Charles, it's probably not the <laughs> picnic, but but it's probably considering the state of the world and uh, you know the the that we have uh, first world countries and third world countries. It's probably a pretty charmed life. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to deny there's. I'm. It's obvious that there are aspects of it that are awful. Clearly, I mean, like look at the whole Diana thing. There's there are parts of that world that are terrible to live in but that's the deal of joining that world and so like the the idea that she had no clue that any of that was a thing before she joined the family is so absurd it's not believable and the idea that he now harry who now is he's an absolute operating uh, an operator he's a guy (laughs) who's a shifty dude that he now is angry he is uh, outraged that he's not allowed to quit the hard part of the job which is to sit through chicken dinners and shake a lot of hands um but still retain all the money that the family gets from Mm -hmm. the citizens of england uh that is not a great look hold up wait a minute your family cut you off yeah in the first half the first quarter of 2020 but i've got what my mom left me and without that we would not have been able to do this 
Okay. So, you know, touching back on what you were asking, what my mum would think of this. I do like that. Yes, exactly. but I've got what my mum left me. Which definitely is in no way, shape, or form connected to no. her marrying well, into royalty either. That's we, but I think she may have come from money. They have the, the brother owns oh, okay. that castle. Yeah, but, that's true too. But it's it's like my dad cut me off from all that my dad was giving me for allowance, and I would have been broken and destitute. But thank God my mom's allowance kicked in. It's like, what about Harry's allowance? He's when does 36 that... years old, and he's quit his only job that he has now, which is being royalty, right. which is hardly like... You notice that, Harry, that people stop paying you when you stop <laughs> doing stuff for hours a day, at least eight, usually more. Actually, in his world, though, that's, I suppose, you know, kind of the norm in, in the British aristocracy is that, like... They're, they are a landed aristocratic class, right? Well, right. And 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 also, the second half of the day very often includes getting drunk on a yacht. So this is not as if this is, uh, you know, hard labor here. This is a life that I would be fine. I think she saw it coming. Mm-hmm. And I certainly felt her presence throughout this whole process. And I- Invoking mom. There you go. Bring mm-hmm. some of the old tried and true royal enthusiasts into the um into the uh, tent see if you can bolster the membership of the soon to be it's going to be i assume um a subscriber based life that the uh that the what is their last name is they windsors markles what are they no so they're um He's yeah, harry they're the what win- harry they're smith harry windsor but they're okay. the duke and duchess of sussex right but so he signs when he signs the check, he signs Harry Windsor? I think so, yeah. Isn't that... I don't know. They're from the House of Windsor. Isn't that Elizabeth... Well, I don't know. I don't know. His it, wife aren't was they Spencer. like Elizabeth Windsor and like like uh, the previous Elizabeth was Elizabeth Tudor, right? I don't know. Henry don't know. Tudor? That seems right to I'm, me. You know, for me, I'm, I'm just really relieved and happy to be sitting here talking to you with my wife by my side. Because I can't begin to imagine what it must have been like for her going through this process by herself all those years ago because it has been unbelievably tough for the two of us, but at least we had each other. Does she have the Luger directly in his back while he's answering these questions? I am just, I've won life's lottery by just being next to this perfect, beautiful (laughs) woman right here. They can't take that away from me. Everything else they can take away from me. What would, what about? They also now have chickens. Oh, okay. Oprah put on her wellies to go see their chickens. I, this I have a problem with. You told me about that before. I don't like. I have. I have no patience for people who say wellies. That's not a thing that normal people say. What does it feel like here? What's the word? Peace. Peace. Yeah. The day after our interview, I stopped over to Harry and Meghan's new home. Hi, Hi guys. Guy. Hi, guys. Yeah, guy's been. Guy's been through everything. This is her dog. Yeah, he, I mean, from the beginning, from the very first day. Yeah, if guy. I mean, I had him. I like how she stopped over to Harry and and Megan's new new home. It's like you know, it could be Four Corners in Woburn, could be anywhere. It's like you know, it's called Sussex on the Nook or something. In Canada, I got him from a kill shelter in Kentucky. Yeah. Hi, girls. We put on our wellies to feed the hens, Megan and Harry recently. So wellies, you say, are boots? Yes. Just not okay. We rescued from a factory farm. 
They I rescued love chickens from a factory farm. Archie's chicken. Oh, how cute is that? She's always wanted chickens. But you know, I just love rescuing. So this is a part of your new life. What are you most excited about? I've rescued Harry from a life of uh, happiness and a legacy that could have bore fruit for him for generations and our offspring. I've rescued Archie from any kind of stability for decades and decades and centuries. What are you most excited about in the new life? What are you most excited? You chick, 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 chick. I think just being able to live authentically, mm-hmm. right? Like this kind of stuff that's so, it's so basic, but it is really fulfilling. And just getting back down to basics. <laughs> it's interesting. You wonder what particular marketing firm they have used to craft this this performance life that they're putting on the yeah, show. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> like, really? Archie's chickens. <laughs> she rescued chickens from a factory farm. Yeah. And now they're feeding them with Oprah. Because that's really the simple life. Now they've sworn off all that, you know, royalty and all the trappings. They don't need all that stuff to be happy. They just need their huge chicken construction thing that was built for them by someone and to feed their rescued factory farm chickens because that's so basic and yet so fulfilling. Like, really? This is... You know what they former factory no farm chickens hear as soon as Oprah's uh, car drives away? <laughs> Get these chickens out of here that's what those chickens here as uh megan removes her uh wellies for the last time (laughs) she's not a chicken kind of person we have chickens as people know do you think she scoops the chicken chicken doings out of there i would say not do you think she you know she enjoys the meadow being completely polluted with the aroma of chicken crap which is a horrid thing and which has somehow even in winter is terrible out in our driveway where our chickens have uh, taken refuge from the snow Mm -hmm. to defecate okay so uh where are we Piers morgan as we played in the in the open wait can i make one more note on her and archie not being made a prince because he's too dark supposedly Mm -hmm. um which is absolutely not true, and I don't know anything about this, but I looked it up because I saw people saying it's not true. But this is from The Spectator in the UK, and um, they write that the style and title of a royal family member is a matter strictly governed by rules and letters patent. The rules governing this were written in 1917 and updated in 2012, under which the titles of prince and princess are restricted to the children of the royal sovereign, like Prince Charles, the children of the sovereign's sons, like Harry, and the eldest son of the eldest son of the sovereign's sons. So that would be George. And then they also, the the way it was updated in 2012, it was updated to include not just the eldest son of the sovereign's son, or the eldest son of the sovereign's sons. So that included Princess Charlotte as well. But Archie being the child of the second son of the sovereign son would not have been made a prince in any case. So her claim here that they didn't make him a prince because he's black is just, it's like provably false right here. I mean, the rule, he wouldn't have been made a prince anyway based on rules that have been in place since 1917. So this isn't like something that was done to... This is punitive against little Archie. Alice, 
Mm -hmm. I've always been outspoken, especially about women's rights. I mean, that's the sad irony of the last four years is I've advocated for so long for women to use their voice. And then I was silent. Um, Were you silent or were you silenced? Ooh, nice. The latter. Nice assist, Oprah. The latter, she said. Oh, my goodness. Man, she (gasps) is just fighting for us and... uh, uh, factory chickens. There's not. There's Rescued nothing. dogs from kill shelters in Kentucky. She's. Is no, there anyone she hasn't rescued or spoken up nothing, for? Nothing. In a way, you know, she's rescuing us, but by making us take a look at ourselves and the way we treat people. Um, Piers Morgan. Uh, we'll get to some more Megan cuts in a bit. And we're not usually a uh, Royals podcast, if you've known that. This is just what's out there. In front of everybody today, there's a few other things that we'll, we'll get to Well, 17 million people watched it on CBS last night, according to Nielsen. Dang and, it. and it's going to air in England today, although a lot of them already watched it online, too. So it's like... Here's more... Well, so it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's what people are talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's really, like, every, this is all anyone Yeah, we're going into the proverbial um, chicken coop with our wellies on mm-hmm. and having the conversation where we're people are having and it happens to be about chickens today and Piers Morgan my man Piers Morgan who looked a lot like our daughter when she was uh, very young because they both look like birds there for a while Uh, Piers Morgan is very angry he is defending the royal family and Dr. Shuda Moss Shagbamimu is I hopefully like she gets gets more titles. I hope that's helpful. Um, I, she is uh, she does not take too kindly to Piers uh, dissing Megan. What about the behaviour of Harry and Megan, who are spray gunning his family on global television as Philip lies in hospital? You might laugh. I don't think it's no. funny. I think it's piling no, hurt, think it's hurt on the Queen, Morgan. who is already what suffering greatly from her husband's so illness. I'm going to respond to that. What I don't think is funny, I'll tell you what I don't think is funny, is the fact that you are such a disappointment. I wish to God one day you would even surprise me. You, constant, you constantly use your platform as a wealthy, white, privileged man with powered influence. Oh, what a load of nonsense, honestly. What a load of race-baiting racist, nonsense. And the misogynist <laughs> attacks on Meghan Markle. And you do it so... Congratulations, American woke culture. You've ruined the entire world. No ocean is big enough to keep our dumb progressivism and moronic <laughs> sloganeering Actually, off your shores. Though, I'm kind of glad because it's like... Uh, we've been getting dissed by the whole world. Like America is some unique font of racism and hate in the world over the last year because of like George Floyd and all these people rallied. Like, and you had, you know, terrible countries with awful dictators explaining how bad America was with our terrible racism and and evil police brutality. And you know, it's. Nice to see the finger get pointed at somebody else for once besides us, because this is this country, believe it or not, is not the most racist country to have ever existed on planet Earth. No. Yes, it is. Absolutely. It is. Maybe you haven't heard of um, Egan Brum X Kennedy Kennedy Mm -hmm. and uh, Nicole Wallace uh, in 1619. That Nicole was Hannah the, Jones. Yes, all yep. Here we go. Shamelessly, we have done more. We have done so more on racial issues on this show than any other so show on television. You're talking, Charlotte. You, you can want keep to shouting. Deny that the royal family has any racist undertone or actions against the first biracial, simply because you're in love with the queen. 
No, I think, I think what you're doing now... You can love okay. Queen, but you should be able to call out actions done by the royal family when they've got it wrong. Yeah, I'm That's not going to let you trash the Queen. Sorry. <laughs> Just not going to let you do it. I'm not going to let you do it. Dr. Shula Moshag Bamimu needs a show. I mean, however nutty she is, she does need a show. She's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this another reason why we're right to talk about this is because the Biden administration was uh, asked about this today and had a substantive answer. I know the president and first lady had struck up a friendship with Harry. Uh, I was wondering if they caught any of the interview yesterday um, and if they had any reaction to what um, the couple has gone through uh, in regards particularly with what they felt in terms of the racism that they, that they felt. Well, let me first say that um, obviously many of us caught the interview. Uh, I don't have uh, I don't have as many Americans did, and many people around the world. Um, you know, Meghan Markle, Markle uh, is a private citizen, and so is Harry uh, at this point. Um, for anyone to come forward and speak about their own struggles with mental health and tell their own personal story, that takes courage. That's certainly something the president believes, and he's talked about the importance of um, you know uh, investing in a lot of these uh, areas that they're committed to in the future as well. Uh, We aren't going to provide additional commentary from here on behalf of the president or others, uh, given these are private citizens uh, sharing their own story and their own struggles. Oh, are they private Um, citizens? And let me just reiterate that we have a strong and abiding relationship with the British people and a special partnership with the government of the United Kingdom on a range of issues. What a complete wuss answer. Carefully manicured BS, load of BS answer that is. Carefully Make sure we balance out the fact that we respect that the challenges that they're going through, including including uh, mental illness, etc., and to the race aspect. Balance that out with the fact that we also very much value our relationship with Great Britain. We always have, okay? Make sure you don't say too much about it. Please. That is one thing right there. That is a contrast from the Trump administration. Trump said what needed to be said. I'm not a fan of hers. And... Uh... I would say this, and she probably has heard that, but uh, I wish a lot of luck to Harry, because he's going to need it. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. That is correct. That is somebody speaking the truth Mm -hmm. instead of somebody spinning, but that is what Jen Psaki is for. Uh, Hillary Clinton, Alice, Hillary Clinton. Mm Mm-hmm ferociously defended i don't know why what her what her reason to be in this conversation is whatsoever but she's ferociously defending megan markle their cruelty in going after megan uh was just outrageous and the fact she did not get more support that the that the the reaction was you know let's just paper it over and pretend that it didn't happen or it will go away. Just keep your head down. Well, you know, this young woman was not about to keep her head down. You know, this is 2021. I don't know that her diving face first, head first, a la, um, I never get the divers right, the woman right who did all the movies when you're swimming, but a diving into a, you know, a huge pit of gold coins showed strength when she then tried to take the coins and leave the castle with them. I don't see how... Why? What? What is there to emulate? Or as a feminist, Alice, mm-hmm. what is there to emulate or look to that Meghan Markle's done that is is laudable here? 
I mean, I don't... I don't know. The one thing that I guess I can see about the interview that's like maybe relatable or something to me personally is she talks about, you know, feeling alone and, you know, the depression and and feeling like, you know, she wasn't supported or I guess she said the royal family took her passport from her. Like, I don't know. But like, (laughs) so she like, but that's something that happens to parents in general, like feeling isolated and alone. And, you know, especially like I can see how being in that fishbowl, that absolutely would be hard. Like you talked about Diana, like we know this is a thing. And, and, you know, I don't think she's wrong necessarily to have felt that way, but like this way of handling it where you totally like sell out the royal family completely and then try and grift off of being a royal now like it seems just a totally distasteful way of handling the whole thing yes it's uh it's, it's cynically transactional she as you were saying when she talked about not knowing and not getting a lot of guidance some of that stuff was kind of interesting if you believe it there was no guidance as well right mm-hmm. there were certain things that you couldn't do but you know unlike what you see in the movies there's no class on how to how to speak, how to cross your legs, how to be royal. There's none of that training. That might exist for other members of the family. That was- Ooh, but it didn't exist for her because mm-hmm. they didn't want her anywhere near them. Now, I would think that probably there are protocol assistants in the in the Buckingham Palace and in the perimeter. I mean, I'm sure you could just who tell unilaterally them- hire somebody to teach you this stuff, too. I mean, like all the, like, all the Kate Middletons and people like went to fancy prep schools where they learned all that stuff you know so well particularly the royal etiquette stuff the 10 steps behind so so one at one point she talks about how they were going to meet his mom his grandmother for the first time the queen and like he was like oh so do you know how to curtsy and she was like no and she's like i i didn't think that i thought the curtsying was something they did like for the fanfare like the public things she's like i didn't realize when you just privately met the queen like at home for dinner that you had to curtsy when you met her like she didn't which i guess i could believe that maybe she didn't realize that because i think there's a lot a lot of americans don't understand like in depth about the british royalty but but the idea that she had no idea that any of it worked any of this way is is just unbelievable it's not something that was offered to me so nobody tells you anything no. Nobody prepares you. No, no I mean, no, but even down, yeah, sorry, but even down to like the national anthem, no yeah. one thought to say, oh, you're American. You're not going to know that. That's me late at night Googling how, what's the national, I've got to learn this. I don't want to embarrass them. I need to learn these 30 mm-hmm. hymns for a church. All of this is televised. We were doing the training behind the scenes because I just wanted to make them proud. Okay. You know, I wanted to uh, meld into, in shape shift into a Windsor. Uh, you know, and assume the uh, my husband's life, but I didn't realize I have to educate myself on any of it. I don't mm. understand. I have to know the national anthem. Nobody told anything that somebody doesn't tell me. I can't intuit without without that kind of assistance. I wouldn't have any idea. I mean, what am I now? Wait a second. They started bringing tea to me every day at uh, four o'clock. I was bewildered. I looked at my husband and said. What is going on here? They served us water without ice again and again, and generally the food was terrible. And <laughs> I looked at my husband and said, how could this be? The cabs are really old over there. I had no idea. There's all these funny men and beef eaters around us when we go into the Windsor. He didn't tell me about... Jesus, come on, Megan. Learn stuff. you go stuff. with the Lord's name in vain again. Oh, dang it! Ugh. Oh. 
Yeah, it's another one. Dang it. I, dang it is what our four-year-old uses. I'm reduced to this. This is what happened when I married into your family in your way, Alice. Now I can't blaspheme and use expletives uh, that were my God-given right at one moment. You've taken that away from me. All right, what else have we got here? Um, oh, yes, about the spat with Kate Middleton. Pippa getting married, Alice, by the way. Oh, she is? I like it. It was a really big story at the time that mm. you made Kate cry. Now mm. you're saying you didn't make Kate cry. Kate made you cry. Mm. So we all want to know what would make you cry. What, what, what were you going through? You were going through all of the anxiety that brides go through putting their wedding together mm -hmm. and going through all of the issues with your father. Was he coming? Was he not coming? Mm -hmm. And there was a confrontation over the... Oprah, you don't have to answer the question for her completely. You can let her... <laughs> she's just saying, mm-hmm, 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 yep, checks out. The dresses. It wasn't a confrontation, and I actually think it's... I don't think it's fair to her to get into the details of that because she apologized. Okay. And I've forgiven her, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to question mm -hmm. the veracity of any of that. There was the dresses for the flower girls apparently were a problem for Kate Middleton, and so they had a spat about that mm -hmm. whole thing. Yeah, you not came a good in look. as an American. You came as, in as an actress. You came in as a divorcee. You came in... As an independent woman, you came in as the first mixed-race person to marry into the family, and yours was a different story. Mm. And did that concern you in, 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 in being able to fit in? Did, did you think about that at all? Well, I thought about it because they made me think about it. Mm. Oh, vicious. Vicious. What a life. What have they done to you, Kate? Everybody who gets married knows that you are really marrying the family, too. Mm. But you weren't just marrying a family. You were marrying a 1,200-year-old institution. You're marrying the monarchy. What did you think it was going to be like? I will say I went into it naively mm -hmm. because I didn't grow up knowing much about the royal family. It wasn't something that was part of conversation at home it wasn't something that we followed my mom even said to me a couple months ago she said did did diana ever do an interview now now i can say uh. yes a, a very famous one but my mom doesn't <laughs> even know that right mm, but you were certainly no. aware of yep. the royals of course and if you're going to marry a royal then you would do research about what that would mean well i didn't do any research about you didn't what that do would any mean research no I've never looked up my husband online. I just didn't feel a need. No, no. He wasn't considered an easy mark uh, from 3,000 miles away from this young lady whatsoever. Never looked him up. Who doesn't look up their future spouse? Especially uh, when your future spouse is like, yeah, honey, I'm prince of this country, this island nation across the pond. You know, like, I'm a prince of the whole place. Like, that's... it. Wouldn't occur to you to like Google that or find out anything more. There's nothing. It was to such be pure love, about. Alice. It was such pure love that she didn't care about trappings. And she's a really decent person. She cares about things like rescue chickens. Yes, and <laughs> really uh, authentic experiences w with wellies on. You know, you would also just think about the rescue ch rescue chickens. <laughs> I guess we have rescue chickens too. No, we have chickens that are hatched on purpose to sell to consumers right but what we happens have... when they don't sell 
<laughs> they do sell. I don't know. Right. That's the okay. Question. That's fine. <laughs> we bought ours. They weren't rescued. You uh, go to the map with this battle, Alice. <laughs> that, that we're uh, they're absolutely not rescued chickens. <laughs> At least one of them wasn't rescued. I can tell you that because you cut its head off. Yeah, they, we we don't count as rescuing because we're a kill shelter. <laughs> like, because everything oh, that I needed to know, he was sharing with me, right? Everything okay. that we thought I needed to know, he was telling me. So you didn't have a conversation with yourself or talking to your friends or thinking about what it's like, what it would be like to marry a prince who is Harry, who you had fallen in love with, mm-hmm. and what it would mean to be a part of that family. You, you didn't give it a lot of thought? No, we thought about what we thought it might be. Yeah. Which is, that's what, that's what I'm yeah, trying to get. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't fully understand what the job was, mm-hmm. right? What, is, what does it mean to be a working royal? What do you do? What does that mean? I knew that he and I were very aligned on all of our cause-driven work. Mm-hmm. That was part of our initial connection um, and what we talked about in our, the beginning of our courtship. But I think there was no way to understand what the day-to-day was going to be like. Yeah. And it's so different because I didn't romanticize any element of it but i think as americans especially what do you know about the royals it's what you read in fairy tales right you think is what you know about the royals right right? so it's easy to have an image of it that is so far from from reality and that's what was really tricky over those past few years is when the perception and the reality are two very different things and you're Breaking, Massachusetts legislative leaders just announced an agreement to pass legislation that would allow Massachusetts workers impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic to access emergency paid sick time, a priority we've advocated throughout the pandemic. Thoughts, Alice? Uh, It seems like an odd time to have that now, right? Like as the pandemic's hopefully coming to a close. There's money about to come into the coffers, Alice, oh. so it is time to spend it. Aha. Uh-huh. All right. Let's see. Is that it? Anything else um, for Meghan Markle? That is all I have. Oh, wait, there's I... one more. Uh, there was also- No, a... that's the Kate Middleton thing. You just have a longer version. Yeah, here. of that one. That's fine. Joe Biden, Dateline Washington District and Columbia. Joe Biden uh, has trouble recalling uh, both the- um, Secretary of Defense and uh, who he is and what the Pentagon is. So I want to thank you both, and I want to thank the the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him General, but my my uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make uh, Nick sure we thank the Secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we've just talked about, and for recommending. The- Can't the Dude who now has TJ Ducklow's job, shout an answer to him. <laughs> He's got a name. These two women for promotion. Thank you all. May God bless you all and may God protect our troops. Grabs the stuff. It saunters off. Thank you. Thank you. Which way do we go? Are we taking questions? No, we're not taking questions. You've been listening to President Biden marking international. Yeah, so that's the two women generals, I guess, we're going to have now. And um, Oh, very nice. So it's Women's Month women, today. International Day. Women's Day. Burger King also celebrated International Women's Day. Did you see this, honey? No. They uh, Burger King UK tweeted today. I actually, I want people to know that I actually didn't see it. It's not as if she's asking me. This is And we've, uh, we've gone over it. No. But I, my answer sounded contrived, but I actually haven't seen it. No, yeah. um, but uh, you'll like this, honey, because Burger King... Why are you saying honey? 
Why? Are you usually that I'm nice like, to me? I don't know. Mine, I, I just it felt compelled to call you honey. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> something's up. I don't know. Uh, I don't think anything's up. But it is International Women's Day, which Tom considers a high holiday. And Burger King UK uh, said today they tweeted out, women belong in the kitchen. Oh. For their tweet today. And then they um, pointed out the lack of female chefs in the re- restaurant business. And uh, only 20% of chefs are are women and they well then are, we've got a we've got to fire 80 percent of the male chefs so we're, we're equal are starting a scholarship program for female employees to pursue their culinary dreams so mm. but uh people were not pleased with the initial women belong in the kitchen tweet yeah nuance does not work uh in 2021 unfortunately so they have now uh deleted it and apologized for uh Missing the mark on their International Women's Day. You know, being a good cook, I I don't know about being a chef, because you got to go to chef school to be a chef, but being a good cook Mm -hmm. is something to be very proud of. And both genders should be proud to be a a good cook. That's a a laudable skill. Mm -hmm. Brings happiness, joy, and sustenance to people. There's nothing wrong with it. And plenty of, once again, I don't know who's going to chef school. I've worked, being in the hospitality industry for a long time, I worked with a lot of chefs I guess most of them were men, uh, but I've also worked closely with a lot of f- uh, female restaurant owners mm-hmm. who come up with the recipes. They may not be chefs. Technically, some might have been. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there's certainly a lot of, of great restaurants run, owned by a lot of uh, women. Yeah. I mean, so, and I don't think Burger King did anything wrong. They made a joke to point out a disparity. They're saying kitchens are dominated by men, but women belong in there too. Yeah, they're using the the you know the the reminiscent you know throwaway line about women in right, kitchens to point out a broader issue. Oh, you say broader? I don't like that, oh, Alice. Is that not allowed to? It's hurtful. <sighs> so, um, I also this is just something I thought was funny. I was reading this article today from the Daily Beast about um, how the like Trump Taiwan thing. Remember initially he had that call with Taiwan right off the bat that made China mad and then he kind of backed off from it and like didn't do anything about it again. Do you remember that? I'm not Trump? sure I recall. I remember so, like, that everything right? every the first 20 phone calls he had were tapped and released in text form. Yeah, so he during the transition in December, uh one of his people set up a call with Taiwan and like U.S. presidents aren't really supposed to call Taiwan. So then apparently, so this this Daily Beast article was like all about how Trump actually didn't really care about Taiwan that much and mostly wanted Xi to like him, even though he, uh, you know, talked tough on China and this other stuff. So, but the the article had a bunch of stuff, but uh, one of the claims in the article just made me laugh because this is like such a classic Trump line that um, that some anonymous senator who was trying to get Trump to uh, be more allied with Taiwan, reports Trump told him. So uh, the senator had um, tried to convince Trump to do everything possible to persuade China not to crack down on the Hong Kong protesters. If Beijing ran roughshod over Hong Kong, the senator argued China might feel emboldened to take over Taiwan next, and that would be a black eye on Trump's record, he cautioned. The senator admitted he was exaggerating the possibility of a Chinese invasion of Taiwan in an attempt to get Trump on board with a stronger stance vis-a-vis Beijing. But Trump 
replied, Taiwan is like two feet from China. We're 8,000 miles away. If they invade, there isn't an effing thing we can do about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I absolutely believe he said that. Yeah, I do. All. And I think he's probably right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Taiwan is like two feet yes, from China. Exactly. And it's much like his advice to uh, Prince Harry on Meghan Markle, it probably makes a lot of sense what he's saying. Um, bad news, Alice. Josh Hawley has been the New York Times today substantive and deep uh, think piece on Josh Hawley, mm-hmm. who's a very, very um, influential senator, and uh, some disturbing news. They spoke to his prom date, who devastated, gave a gave a devastating blow to his entire career. And like he's saying, "quote I've been disappointed to see who he has become." Good uh, job, New York Times. That is a good use of uh, resources, I think. That seems good. I hope their subscriptions uh, from the Trump era continue to uh, keep them in the black. The news industry is going really well, I think. Um, Dateline uh, Dirtbag. Steve Schmidt uh, was reportedly aware, this is according to Matt K. Lewis, uh, aware of the John Weaver allegations, but said nothing. He was aware, apparently, since for a year now. He has known, but said nothing. Mm-hmm. So there is that. And we really shouldn't, I've been remiss else, we shouldn't talk too much about this Prince Harry stuff without going to the man I consider the oracle for all intellectual thought, Don Lemon. And, he and knowing that it. he might be treated differently than other children in the royal family. Well, imagine your kids, Brianna. I mean, you, you, you know, people, people love their kids and they want to protect them. And... Um, you know, for for someone to treat the kid differently or to be concerned about how dark the the child's skin tone is going to be, well, again, which is something that I do write about in the book, and I talk to you about it all the time. Now, listen, we shouldn't be surprised that you have a you know a black woman from America who is you know in their eyes a commoner, and then you have this white redhead British royal. People wanted to know what the baby was going to look like. That was out of curiosity. But what mattered was your reaction. If you said, oh, this baby's going to be a beautiful brown baby with red hair. I can't wait to see it. That's a different reaction than, oh, my dear, what color is his skin? Is he going to be too dark? Two different things. So I think the difference is the reaction um, here. So uh, Yeah, I th- no, so, Don, nobody can make a an easy conversation, an easy um, discussion more difficult like Don Lemon. Mm-hmm. He makes it more difficult of a trog with his uh, segmented thinking, his scatterbrain takes, and his 150,000 PSI of self-confidence while he's saying absolute gibberish mm-hmm. garbage. Donald is not a smart man whatsoever else. I would say that that's true. Um but you know who is very smart and a superhero and saved the election is um, your favorite American political figure, Stacey Abrams. But uh, She's the governor of Georgia currently. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. And um, unfortunately, her uh, historic victories in Georgia are being undermined because uh, the Georgia Senate has now voted to repeal no-excuse absentee voting. So uh, there will no longer be absentee voting for everybody. Um, Well, it has to go, I guess, to the House, the Georgia House first uh, also, and then the 
the governor would too. So, but um, they voted 29-20 in the Georgia Senate to limit absentee voting now to people who are 65 and older, have a physical disability, or who are out of town, which that's, I mean, that's traditionally kind of what absentee voting has been, Mm -hmm. I believe, is for people who can't make it to actual voting day. So, um, I think that, that that's probably a good thing. And you'll also have to show an ID to vote uh, absentee, like okay. you do if you vote in person. So. All right. Uh, good to know. And uh, one, my last uh, contribution, Alice, is if you, have, if you have a son about to go into college, uh, not great news for you. President Joe Biden on Monday, that's today, ordered his administration to review Trump administration's rules around campus sexual assaults that bolstered the rights of the accused and narrowed the scope of cases that colleges must address. And it didn't really bolster the rights of the accused. It actually afforded them some rights, a modicum of Mm -hmm. a few rights, so that, uh, for instance, you would have to know what you were accused of, maybe, uh, and that that these things wouldn't be be litigated uh, by a tribunal, which often consisted of... Um, staffers at the college, not actual professors, just uh, members of academia who often were um, purveyors of critical gender theory and uh, who were happy to to convict on the college campus since innocent young men of sexual assault uh, when in in many uh, men from marginalized communities as well Mm -hmm. through these show BS trials where they could grab somebody from engineering and one staffer and uh, and and conduct these BS trials, and this has come to an end. It was this has come to this came to be changed because the colleges were getting sued to oblivion, and mm-hmm. it will happen again if we step back and, and and take a step back and go back into the Obama era tribunals which uh, are based on this notion that one out of four or sometimes one out of three college uh, co-eds are sexually assaulted, which ain't true. And if it was, nobody would send any kids there. If it was true, the one out of three college uh, women were assaulted in school, then you would have um, federal investigators wall-to-wall in schools if this was happening everywhere. It just is not true. Sorry. I I agree. Thank you, Alice. You've been lovely today, and I'm glad that you brought... And I think that anything that happens today during our show, we should both get the credit for. So I want some of the credit for using font, even though you used font. That's a very classy thing to say. You hear them saying font on the commentary podcast and Reason Magazine. Wow. All the great thinkers out there, Alice, so I appreciate that. Happy Women's International Women's Day. Thank you. You look beautiful today. Uh, Once again, it's been fun doing the show with you today. Now you get to change out of that into a uniform with a name tag and go lift heavy boxes in a warehouse for the rest of your national... Everybody loves to wear a polyester polo shirt to work. (laughs) Yep. International Women's Day uh, with your weight belt and forklift. Um, You can come say hi to us on Twitter tonight. We are at Burn Barrel Pod on Twitter. We're also at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. That's Tom Shaddock's Burn Barrel on YouTube. You can watch the video versions of the podcast. Leave a comment. Subscribe there or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. You know, write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever. Or shoot us an email. That's Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. Say la vie.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.